Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of the Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. My name is Jay Wright, and I'm so honored to have you listen in on my conversation on today. Like I said before, this is our first episode, and I'm really excited about the beginning, the genesis of what will become of the Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Before we jump into our first episode, I thought it would be important to explain what the Frustrated Black Christian Podcast really is. Uh, This basically describes who I was or who I am when this podcast idea was birthed out of me or when I decided to finally finally jump out there to do this podcast. Uh, So this does not uh, just solely speak to the frustrated or speak to the black or speak to the christian you can be whatever you can be black white hispanic whatever you can be christian muslim it does not matter uh we at the uh, frustrated black christian podcast believe in the power of conversation i believe a lot of healing can come forth with conversation a lot of understanding can come forth with conversation so that's what we want to promote here at frustrated black christian so i want to take this time to thank you for listening in once again in our first episode today i couldn't think of a better person to have as my first guest than my beautiful wife of 11 years akisha we're going to be talking about our relationship how we met different obstacles we had to face this is only part one of our conversation we got some really uh as you can imagine for 11 years we got some stories to tell so this is just kind of general view uh, it does sound a little rough, but uh, hopefully you can get a, 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 a good uh, understanding or uh, some, get something out of this conversation. This uh, conversation was recorded in the beautiful city of Dallas while we were celebrating our 11th year anniversary. So it sounds a little rough, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, like I said, thank you again for joining us. I'm looking forward to more and better, bigger brighter things ahead for frustrated black christian podcast and um thank you for being part of the ride so without any further ado let's turn it over and let's listen in to the conversation where we talk about love and marriage peace Uh, Like I said, uh, this coming Saturday, which is tomorrow, we will be officially married for 11 years. We've been together for, uh, in November of this year, will be 14 years, but uh, we have been married, Lord's willing, for 11 years on tomorrow. And honestly, it seemed like 11 years have flown by uh it seemed just like yesterday we were arguing uh getting ready for this wedding and here we are here we are 11 (laughs) 11 uh years have passed and um it's been a good 11 years i would say yes it's been a great 11 uh but we want to go back a little further uh because like i said we've been together for 14 years and uh i want to start with how you met so let's go back to that date um this is back when myspace was popular 
and um you know you just get friends just to get friends and uh i saw this uh young lady who i thought was fine and it was just something about her and i just kept going back to her page going back to her page and uh she had this song by kelly price talking about she needed healing for her soul. And I was like, what, what she done been through that she needed healing for her soul? <laughs> Anyways, um, we were friends uh, on MySpace. Um, not knowing she went to a church that my church used to fellowship with. So I passed the anniversary came, which was in August. Uh, this is August of 2007. And uh I happened to see the girl that I saw on MySpace. And when I saw her, I could not take my eyes off of her. Uh, I watched her the whole service or whatever. I wasn't stalking her. And I had my mind on Jesus. But uh, mm -hmm. I was I was watching her, too, because it was just something that just captivated me. About, I think that's the right word. word. Uh, she you know, caught my attention. So uh, after service, um, she walked past me and uh i said good night and she's told me good night and uh i thought i was talking to my uh friend at the time uh fonzo and i told him i was like man uh this girl that go to one accord she my uh, my friend on myspace and uh i think i want to try to talk to her or whatever like that and um and alfonso way I appreciate him for this. Um, he went and started talking to Keisha. And I, I don't know if you remember all what he was saying, but how did that go? Um, basically, what happened was, like you said, this is when MySpace was popular. And I was, you know, just scrolling through, excuse me, scrolling through MySpace. And I had got a message um, from Alfonso. And first thing, I'll be honest, I thought he was trying to talk. I was like, like, by ready to um do a rejection note. But because uh, he asked me, was I single? And I was like, yeah, I'm single. And he said um that he had a friend that wanted to talk to me. And I was like, OK. So I just happened to look on my um. On my friend's page, um, he told me, I think he told me your name and I was looking for you on my space, not knowing that we was already friends. Mm -hmm. I think I was friends. I think he had two separate pages. I think I was friends with group page and with the, um, with your personal page. I didn't know that. So I didn't know that, um, we were already friends. So, cause when I first, cause when we, um, first became friends, I had looked at your page and I had looked, you know, and um, I think I had looked at your um, your page a few times, but I, I think it was just, you know, just looking as you wasn't interested in me. Then you was, you was, uh, had your mind, you had your eyes on something else at that time. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, but, um, so once I realized who you were, I was like, I couldn't stop looking at your picture. So, um, I think, um, Al was kind of introducing you to me. So, um, that's when I believe he called you. He called me and I had you on the phone 
and I did not know. And he was like, bro, you remember <laughs> the girl you said you want to talk to? I was like, yeah, I remember who. And he was like, how about she on the phone right now? And I was like, what? It kind of took me by surprise. And I don't know if you remember the first words you said to me. No, you don't. You said, well, hello, Mr. Wright. Yeah, I remember Mr. Wright. Yeah, you're like, hello, Mr. Wright. <laughs> and <clears throat> we talked. Jesus, for hours. That first time. And uh, needless to say, things went pretty good. And um, I got your phone number. And uh, we started our friendship from there. Um, but then we talked pretty good for maybe like two weeks or yeah, so. Two weeks, and then all of a sudden, communication just stopped. She stopped answering my phone calls. She wouldn't mess uh, talk to me on MySpace, nothing or whatever like that. And I would call, call, call. Yeah. And her mom, I used to call the phone. And her mom would answer the phone, and uh, you know, I love my mother-in-law now, but at the time she was. Uh, pretty mean where she was very uh short answered and I would call hey how you doing fine is Keisha home no oh can oh you tell God. her I got called <laughs> okay and it Love was you, mama. <laughs> it was uh yeah it was, it was pretty bad anyways <laughs> you wouldn't respond to me and that like that so I decided to write this letter to you this is like my last ditch effort like if she don't answer me on this I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna uh mess with her no more, or whatever. Cause I knew what God God had shown me. He when the first time we talked, first time I seen her, like I said, there was a connection and I had a vision or uh, a dream and it, I I know the difference between something I feel that is and I'm not trying to sound churchy, prophetic. And something that's just out my imagination. I had that spiritual connection that clicked in me and said, that's your wife. That's the person you're going to be with. I saw her at my parents' house. I saw us going out. I saw us spending time together. Uh, before and after we first started talking. So I wrote this letter to her, told her, you know, I got these feelings about you. I think you're special. I uh, I see a lot of potential in us. I think we can be something. Uh, we have a you know a lot in common, a lot that we want to accomplish. Some of the same things or whatever, some of the same goals. And uh, I feel like you will be an asset to my life, and I feel like I could be an asset to your life. If you don't want to talk to me no more, fine, cool. But I just wanted to. Uh, give one last try basically I'm paraphrasing because this was over 14 years ago um, uh, if you don't want to talk to me uh, go ahead and free yourself from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Fantasia basically and uh, she responded and the reason why you you told me you didn't uh, you stopped communicating with me was because um, that's the best way to explain this. I have been, I had just got over, um, a, a heartbreaking situation, like maybe a couple of months before I met, before I met Lajuan. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I had got tired of things being, you know, ending the same way. 
I really wanted love and I wanted, you know, I wanted real love. I didn't know. I didn't want to make it feel like I was forcing myself on nobody or anything like that. And I really was, I really was digging Elijah Ron. I really did like him, but I didn't want to mess it up to where they, I felt like I didn't want to move too fast. That's that was my, you know, quote unquote reason that I didn't want to move too fast because mm-hmm. I really did like you. So I was, I don't know if it was a shot thing or if I wanted to see like, is this real? You know, was this a too good to be true type of deal? Because, you know, you really, I saw you really liked me. And I, like I said, I really liked you and I didn't want to mess it up. So sit, reading that letter really like, was like, okay, I think, I, I truly think this is real. I think this could go somewhere. So when you sent me the message on Facebook, I mean, excuse me, MySpace, that kind of like what made me like not be afraid that this is going to be just another quote unquote relationship to where, you know, I know that you, you really did care about me. And I did really care about you. Um, so you responded and we talked, we started talking again. And ever since then we have been, uh, together ever since we have not been apart. Uh, even when, and we'll talk about this stuff a little later, even the times when breakups were, uh, in the option, uh, it never happened. Uh, we, and we stayed together, uh, for these past, uh, 14 years. And I'm, I'm really grateful for Akisha and who she is in my life. And, uh, she's basically, the glue to my life and to my children, our girls. Uh, I told her nothing can happen to her because if something happened to her, us, we are through. You know, uh, the girl's going to fall apart. I'm going to fall apart. And she just, she's just the glue that keeps hold, holds everything together. And uh, I can't imagine life without Akeisha. Uh, but one thing I want to talk about um because this is a, I, I would consider this a relationship episode. Uh, because this is other than my salvation, this is the most important thing to me, which is my relationship. And this uh, podcast is all about issues and different topics on things that I think are important that needs to be talked about, and the conversation needs to happen whether. Uh, it gets ugly or not. I'm, I've never been afraid of the, the debate. I've never been afraid to talk about the flaws or the mistakes or the ups and downs or whatever like that. I'm not here to make everything seem like it was, it's being perfect or whatever, but I do believe in dialogue and communication. And, uh, although there's no other person I would want to be with and that I'm going to be with other than my wife, um, Everything hasn't hasn't always been uh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had some ups and some downs, even in our uh, dating phase, and that's what I want to talk about: the ups and downs of uh, of dating. So we became official uh, November twenty fifth, two thousand seven, two thousand seven, uh, which was our first date. Uh, we were friends and um i finally asked her out 
Well, I've been wanting to ask her out, but I finally, you know, took the step, worked up the nerve to uh, ask her out. She said, yeah. Um, and we went on a date um, on the 25th of November, 2007. We went to go see, uh, do you remember? This Christmas? This Christmas. Uh, and then we went to TGI Fridays. <laughs> 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 the reason why we laughing is because I was so nervous that night or whatever. We went to the movies and uh, then we went to grab something to eat. And I was so nervous that I didn't have an appetite. I just was like, <laughs> I wanted everything to go smooth. I was just this shy young man that was in love. Watch your mouth. Watch your head. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I at well, you first. did you you thought I was quiet and shy at first. Yeah, I did because yeah. he was just laid back and quiet. He would talk, but he wasn't like talking as much when we first when we first started talking and when we first started dating. So basically, you saying I talk too much? No, that's not that's not what I mean. Here we go. Basically, she's saying I talk. That too is much. not what I said. Anyways, uh, so. We was at Fridays, and uh, I uh, I ordered. I don't know if anybody remember. I don't know if they still have it because we haven't eaten at Fridays in God knows how long. Um, but they had this sizzling uh, plate, this chicken and shrimp <laughs> sizzling plate with the mashed potatoes and the broccoli. That was mine. She ordered a, a club sandwich or something like that. So I'm just up there conversating with her, trying to get to know her or whatever. And she up there eating her food like major pain. <laughs> like no major pain. <laughs> she was eating her food. Anybody that know Keisha? And and this she get it from her family. That family don't they, they get down. And you know, I, I love that about my wife that she's not afraid to uh, enjoy a good meal. Neither am I. Anyways, um, she finished her food and my food was still there. I was like nibbling and talking at the same time or whatever. And next thing I know, I see a fork <laughs> reach over to my plate and she started eating my food. But I was so nervous and I didn't want to mess up. I let her eat up, eat my food. And she not only she ate her food, she ate some of my food too. So we left and I had my auntie car. Uh, she had a, a, a Acura, and that, I love that car. Oh, that Acura! Yeah, blue Acura. Shout out to Auntie Donnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. And um, I decided to take the long route home to her house, and um, we was driving, and um, we was just. I noticed something. While I was driving, because she still do it to this day. Driving, and I look out my peripheral, because I got to keep my eyes on the road, and she's just staring at me. So I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> so I'm like, you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. She just kept staring at me, man. I was like, man, this girl, she might be a little crazy. I don't know. I am not crazy. Yeah, I know you're not crazy, but it's just it weird. It weirded me out a little bit. Anyways, um, we uh 
was driving. I was driving you home. So I finally worked up the nerve. I was like, okay, Elijah, I'm go ahead and ask her. So I asked her, what are we? And in Keisha fashion, she asked the question, well, what are we? Because she used to ask me a que- answer my question with a question. I still do that. She, till day. this day, she still do it. <laughs> <laughs> One of my pet peeves. Anyways, um, I was like, you know, I think I would like to take this to the next level. I want to be, you know, I want us to be official and date or whatever. I want, to, I want you to be my girlfriend. So she was like, yeah, I would love to be your girlfriend. And um, we became official that day. And things moved kind of quick. You met my parents that next day. It was the next day? The next day. You met the group and you met my parents the next day. Because uh, it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so the next day was on a Sunday. It was on a Sunday. I remember now. And you came over to the house with the family. And uh, Mama had cooked. And the group was there, and you was there, and we just... Uh, that's when I saw... you. That's when, after she said, yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. That's when I saw... I was like, oh, it's on, it's on and pop it out. <laughs> Take this freaking mask off and, and, and show her <laughs> Surprise, surprise. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she didn't know I was funny. I, yeah. She didn't know how... I guess, honestly, funny, because how silly I am. Yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. I don't know about thinking it was, it was, it was bad. He was like real. He was he was real shy. He he was very laid back. He was he really wasn't talking much when we were like friends and we were like talking on the phone because I think we had saw each other for the first time. I think um, the first part of November because one accord had convocation. Mm-hmm. So we had just saw each other. Then my grandmother passed away a week later. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we first saw each other. Because I think I had met, I, I it was you, then I met Sheldon and Dedrick and I think Tron, if I'm not mistaken. Al. Al, Dedrick. It, it might have been Mike. I Honestly, think- all of us was there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I met Mike until um Al had came by. The, Al went to the church, and that's when I met Mike. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know, but that's besides the point. But um, yeah. So th- the point I was making is that you were just quiet and not quiet. You were talking, but you, I didn't see the 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 full Elijah until I met his parents, and he was with the group. And it threw me by surprise because I'm like, okay, this wasn't the dude that I was just talking to yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't throw me off like, oh, that changed me wanting to date him. It didn't change that. It was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she saw my personality, personality shine like out. I guess my character come out. Um, but yeah, um, we were together. And um, it was, you know, I never regret being with you, and hopefully you haven't been with me. Um, and um, through our years together, we have some good, had some good times and some bad times. Everything was smooth. 
both churches love each one another or whatever like that. The church, her church loved me and my church loved her. But then it got to a certain point where things started changing when people started seeing that we were taking this thing serious. Yeah, when we got real serious. When we got serious that we knew it was going to be with each other. And you know with relationships, especially when it's active, you know, when you know it's getting serious, you're going you to want to spend more time with that person. Right. And I think, um, if I can say this, I think once people realize that, you know, I wanted to spend more time with you and I don't know if it might have taken away from. You weren't going to be that same Keisha that people had access to because you were working on a relationship with somebody else and they did not like that. Not at all. Uh, families did not like that. Um, and I don't know, but this podcast, we keep it 100 on here, whether people get upset or not. One thing I, about it is I'll never knowingly tell a lie. And if it is a lie, I will give that person the opportunity to come on and defend themselves mm-hmm. uh, so we can get an understanding. I'm all about understanding. My, my dad said ain't nothing wrong with a little understanding. So if I ever was to say a lie on a person and, 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 and it's not true. I would apologize the same way that I'm openly saying it because I feel like you have to be honest and you have to be real. You can't just, you know, patricate everything that has happened in your life. That's why a lot of us don't move on because we don't acknowledge that this person hurt me. This person did this. This person said this. And it almost broke up our relationship. Yeah, it did. And it was a lot of friction, uh, more so on your side yeah. than my side. Yeah. Uh, when they started seeing Keisha was taking things serious, there were a lot of rumors that was being spread, a lot of lies that was being spread. People felt like they had the right to come and confront me about some things. Oh, he taking Keisha money. Uh, he... Uh, doing this and he doing that. He changing her. He controlling her and all that kind of stuff like that. That was being said in the family and in the church. And you know, I can honestly say a lot of the times that me and Akisha w- w- that the conversation about breaking up came came together. It was never because of something that one of us did. Never. It was always because somebody on the outside. That came in and influenced, or not even influenced, but tried to come in and impact our relationship. But I'm glad that I will say this, even though a lot of that was on her side, Keisha was mature enough to stand on her own and to uh, do what she knew, what she wanted to do. I never controlled Keisha. One thing I did was I opened my eyes to a lot. I, I did. I, well, I tried to keep her up on game of what was going on and not just say this is what's going on and believe what I'm saying. I'm saying see for yourself what's going on. And even if this how much I love Takesha. I told you, and I don't know if you remember, uh, one time when I was close to saying, you know, I don't think it's going to work out, is saying if I ever got to a place where I felt like I was doing you more harm than good, I love you enough to let you go. I remember that. I remember you said that. And I was dead serious about it. And I still mean it to this day. But it was a lot of friction. It was a lot of mess. That that was really what it was. And I think what one of the things that helped me like, because 
if anybody who knows me, I'm not the more, I'm less vocal than Lajuan is. That doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have a voice. It's just, I'm very reserved. So a lot of stuff I don't really say all the time, especially during that time, I really wasn't very vocal. But one of the things that always kept me going, because I've seen a lot of relationships come and go. And my family and the church that I was attending um, and my circle of friends, I've seen a lot of relationships break up. And I knew the reasons why those relationships would never last. And that was not the issue between Elijah and I. Um, he He never cheated on me. He never put his hands on me. He never... Um, like use me like to get whatever he wanted out of me. You know, most things that you would hear about a guy when it came to a relationship, Lajon never did that out of the 14 years we've been together. Lajon has never done that. So I never understood to this day why was it such a big deal because we wanted to be together. Yeah, That was really... Yeah, we just wanted, we loved each other. I don't think I've ever loved, I wouldn't even say love. I've never felt the way that I felt with Elijah where it was a genuine love and there was somebody that I knew, you know, that I could not live without. I never felt that way about anybody. So I wasn't going to let anybody break us up because of their opinion about their opinion about you. I don't know if they felt that you had to, and I know they, you know, with certain people in my life at the time when it came to like people, I'm, we're not going to mention names, but people. That, I mention names. No, <laughs> no, that people that I looked up to back at the time. And, you know, I don't know if they had that thing about no, Man is good enough for you. I don't know. I like I said to this day. I I've got to the point. I don't even look for the reason anymore because, like I said, in the, you know the proof is you know the proof is right in your face. It's like it's been we're eleven years in this. Hasn't been easy, no. But I we can say that we've outlasted a lot of relationships yeah. that counted us, even those relationships that counted us out. We've seen them come, we've seen them go. Right. So, it, like, like you said, it's been plenty of times where I thought, because I told him, I don't know how he took it. I'm like, you, I'm not breaking up. I won't be the one to break up with you. Yeah, she never was <laughs> the one that wanted to break up. It was no. more me. Because uh, I got so frustrated with, yeah. you know, a lot of the things that was coming my way about, you know, uh, like I said, he abusing her. He, he misused. I'm going to say I'm misusing her. I'm not going to say yeah, abusing. No. Uh, he's taking her money. He doing this and he doing that. She changed it because of him. He's controlling her and all that kind of stuff like that. And it was really hurtful because, you know, I would never do that because I, you know, I was. I, I'm still, I still am in love with her, and I wouldn't do anything to hurt her, uh, knowing it. And I have, have I done some things to hurt her? Absolutely. You know, I've made my mistakes in, in, in throughout our eleven years. Oh, and, and but, but it's never been nothing what they said. And the crazy thing about it is, check this out. Some of the things, some of the things that I was getting blamed for, other people went through. 
some of the stuff that, that I was getting blamed for for doing to you. And that was never the case with me. And I just find it funny and ironic and crazy that that was the, that be the case or whatever like that because that was never our story. But we had, like I said, we had a lot of ups and downs. People from the church, uh, pastors, the bishops talking about us, talking about me. Uh, I don't know, stuff like that. I guess we was, I guess people saw what we were going to be and just didn't like it. And if, if we think back now, and you know, going on, and we're going to talk a little bit about it in ministry. We've been in ministry for going on six years. You know, we was talking when we first started ministry, how a lot of people talked about us and stuff like that. Some of the same people uh, that talked about us when we started ministry was, the, the truth is they were talking about us when we were going when together. We were dating before we so, got married. So, I mean, yeah. it, some things never change in the words of Tupac. Right. My pastor Tupac Shakur. Um, <laughs> some things will never change. Right. And um, it, it's just funny and ironic that that would be the case. Um, but, you know, we made it through. Here we are. Uh, still standing. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just I just thought about something. It kind of puts, I don't know if this is like a, a lesson that anybody that's um, at the beginning of their relationship to not base your relationship on trying to get approval from other people. Um, if you want to be with somebody and you know that, that the person is a good person and you see a future with them. Now, if they just low down, no good, and you see a million red flags, then okay, don't ignore those red flags, you know, and if the bad is outweighing the good, then okay, you know, use common sense here. But if you know that the person that you want to be with is really somebody that God is is saying, okay, this is the person for you, you're going to have some opposition in that, you know, your relationship, but don't let that stop you because they see something and either it's intimidation or they, or they don't want it to happen. So don't let that stop you. That's good. Um, so we, we got engaged, we got married. Um, mm-hmm. we've been married for 11 years at this about the 15th time of saying that, <laughs> uh, we've been I think together. A big thing though, because we're we're only what thirty six. Thirty six, yeah. And a lot of couples, you know, that got married. We were, of course, we were twenty five when we got married. So it's it's rare that a lot of couples that get married that young, you know, can make it past even past five years. Yeah, um, got married. Um, Two thousand fourteen, we had our first child, uh, Venturi. 2015, we had our second child, Harmony. And in 2019, we had our baby, Riley. And uh, we had to balance, learn to balance married life, parent life, and ministry life. And within that, we had to uh, find our purpose because we got lost. We lost ourselves in life, I think. And sometimes you get so caught up with life and everything else that you start focusing on them and not yourself and not yeah. your purpose. And that's one thing that I've never wanted us to do was to forget who we are uh, as um, being together. I never wanted us to forget who we are. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to talk just a c- couple minutes about 
you know, just finding yourself and finding your purpose again after, you know, going through, you know, married life, parent life and ministry life? Um, it, like you said, it, 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 it gets easy to fall in the sea of balancing being a wife, being a mother and being a, I still get a little bashful about this, uh, I say a pastor's wife because it's so, it's so much responsibilities that comes out of the three. You know, you want to make sure that you're doing everything for your children and you want to make sure that you're doing, that you're being all that you can be for your husband. And then you want to make sure that you are doing what it is you're supposed to do as a, um, a pastor's wife. And to be honest, being a pastor's wife is the hardest because you're trying to, like you said, find your purpose as a pastor's wife. Um, but I think what helped me is with, when it comes to balancing the parent life and the married life is to make sure that you're finding time for each other as a couple. Whether it's us taking a ride in the car or we going out on a little date, you know, don't forget about, you know, don't forget about why, you know, remember why y'all fell in love in the first place. You know, even if, even if it's us talking, having a, a quick conversation while I'm at work or while you're at the church um, or, you know, it's finding, even if it's just maybe five minutes, try to find that little bit of time that you have to um and just us talking about what we're talking about now, you know, how we met and you know what helped what we went through and what kept us, you know, what kept us together all this time. It's like it's always the little things that helps me uh remember why I fell in love with you and why I married you and why I'm still married to you. You know, I always say about you and the girls that you and the girls are my Walking, living, answer prayers. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you, you and the girls are definitely the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and uh, I told her, I, I watched the movie, and one of the, the lines, the dad had a tattoo on his arm and said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, the thing that makes you want to live is the thing that uh, makes you want to die. And basically it was saying that the thing that keeps you alive, that makes you want to live is the same thing that will you're willing to die for. And that's exactly how I feel about Akisha and my girls. I, they, they give me life and I'm willing to lay down my life for them and, you know, do whatever I got to do. And uh, I just appreciate her for being the woman that she is in my life. And, um, you know, I appreciate her for be her for being on with me uh, for this first episode. I couldn't think of anybody better. And um, the sound might not sound too good right now because of the room that we in. The acoustics are horrible. Uh, so uh, we'll be in a more uh, centered, better sounding area next time I do my recording uh, for the podcast. Uh, I'll be back home uh, because, like I said, we're in Dallas right now. And uh, I just wanted to just get away. We wanted to get away and 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 really look at the city, explore the city, and um, just once again spend some time together and and have this good con this conversation, which I think is good. 
uh, not just for us to remind us why we fell in love, but maybe to give some inspiration to somebody else that's looking for love. Uh, because I know for myself and for her, for her, uh, before we met each other, we were looking for love in all the wrong places, mm -hmm. looking for love. Yeah. Um, but you know, thank God, if you hold on and, and then just continue to, uh, live your life, right. eventually the right person will come. I wholly believe in the Bible that if a woman hides herself, because not because to be controlling, but because she is a treasure, the right person will find the treasure. But if a treasure is exposed, anybody can grab it. And do any any kind of way with and it. And do any kind of damage to it or whatever like that. But if she hides herself because she's a treasure, the right person will come along and they will, you know, give her the love and support and treat her like the precious jewel that she is because the Bible says uh, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from God. Mm -hmm. And I say that that is a true statement because with the Keisha, I have found more favor in my life than I ever had before Keisha. And she, like I said, she is my favorite from favor from God. And um, like I said, I'm going to continue to honor her the best way I know how. If I make a mistake, I'm going to get up. I'm going to brush myself off. I'm going to go to her because she's not only my wife, but she's my friend as well. And we've, we've gained that friendship to where we can talk to each other basically about anything. And we've gained that trust amongst each other because it had to get strengthened for us to be able to to be able to have those conversations, even tough conversations. Right. So um, I just appreciate her. We got some more things coming up ahead. We got some more uh, projects we're working on, our music project, finally. All right, I want to take this time to thank my wife, Lakeisha, for joining me for this first episode of the podcast. I really appreciate you, your insight, your wisdom, your knowledge. Uh, I do appreciate you, and I love you from the bottom of my heart. I don't just appreciate you for being on this episode, but I do appreciate your support, your love that you give me uh, each and every day to help me be the best me that I can be. Without you, I am nothing. And I, I just want to let the world know how important you are to me, so I want to thank you again. And for supporting me without you, there would be no podcast. So uh, thank you again, Akeisha. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening in with us on this, whatever time you listen to it. I appreciate you. I don't take it for granted. Uh, but I do want to leave on these closing thoughts. And I'm going to do this every episode, hopefully. I'm going to work on being consistent with it. But uh, I call these my closing thoughts. I call them thoughts from the orange chair. And um, these are my thoughts and something that helped me. And I hopefully it can help you too um, as we continue to move forward in life today i want to talk about really quick the necessary stops and this was inspired by the trip akisha and i went on we went on a trip to dallas uh, last week and we got back earlier this week and uh on our way to uh, dallas i was really proud of myself because i got a great deal on the trip it was a bundle package with the plane and with the hotel so i thought i was doing something really big uh for us for my anniversary for my wife and her birthday uh but we got to the airport. We flew out of Orlando. And um, this flight required 
one stop before we got to our destination in Dallas. And uh, the funny thing was we got to our uh, gate where we were going to fly out of. And right next to the gate next to ours was another gate that was going directly to Dallas. So I was like, man, why in the world would I... We going straight to Dallas. Why can't we just go directly to Dallas? Why do we got to stop in Charlotte to get to Dallas? And um, to be honest with you, I was so anxious to get to the hotel and just have a good time with my wife. Uh, keep your minds clean, Saint. Uh, they go with my wife and just to be with her to where uh, I started getting a little frustrate, frustrated uh, with uh, the fact that we had to stop. But the thought that came to me was sometimes uh, to get the deal that you have, to get the uh, price that you had, you had to, uh, there were some stops that had to be made for that price to be yours. And then the thought that came to me was sometimes in life we ask God to do certain things for us and he's going to do it for us and we ask God to make us certain things and help us to go to certain places and, and help inspire and do whatever it is, whether whether, whether it's a relationship, whether it's education, whether it's uh, whatever it is in your heart, you've asked God for certain things. And uh, God is actually going to do it. But sometimes for us to get to that final destination, sometimes we got to go through certain stops. And you might see somebody that's in the same lane as you doing the same thing that you're doing. And it seems like they're getting there quicker than you are. But I want to let you know that your stops are necessary because without your stops, you would not get the blessing that is waiting for you at your final destination. Because rest assured, although I was frustrated with American Airlines about the, uh, I had my moment of frustration with having to take one stop, uh, rest assured that my final destination was promised to me and it was going to be, and I was going to get there eventually. And I want to let you know, whatever your final destination is, and I'm not just talking about heaven, but I'm talking about the things we have planned in life whatever your final destination destination is your desired destination is if you just hold on trust god trust the process and and be encouraged no matter how many stops you may have to take whatever lessons you have to learn so that you can be better when you get to your final destination you have the insurance because god promised us that we would do it. You will be what you are destined to be. So I hope and pray that you have uh, got something out of this. Y'all have to excuse me. I do have a speech impediment, but I'll get better as time goes on. I'm stepping out on faith and I hope and pray that you can understand uh, what I'm saying and that you can relate to what I'm saying. All right. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining me on this episode of Frustrated Black Christian. And we'll see you all next week. And we... We'll be back. Peace.